Hello and welcome to episode 563 of the Chuck and Brad podcast. I am Brad and we have a special episode for you today. This was recorded at RI Comic-Con, Rhode Island Comic-Con 2021. It is the Supernatural panel with Kim Rhodes, Osric Chow, and Emily Swallow. It was hosted by Chuck Staten and myself, and it was a good, good time. I enjoyed myself, Chuck enjoyed himself, our Supernatural friends enjoyed themselves, and uh, we think you're going to enjoy yourself as well. So if you're new to the podcast, make sure you check out old episodes uh, you know, some other panels we've done at, at Comic-Cons and some of the, uh, just some of the fun that we have here. And if you are a returning Chuby, uh, a fan of the Chuck and Brad podcast, uh, welcome back. We missed you. So, uh, we'll be back next week with a regular episode, but for now, enjoy this panel from Rhode Island Comic-Con 2021 featuring some of the cast of Supernatural. I'm comedian, writer, and filmmaker Chuck Staten from the punk band Senior Discount. And I'm writer and comedian Brad Rohr from the Providence Improv Guild. And this is the Chuck and Brad Podcast. Hey, Rhode Island Comic Con, let's make some noise! We're starting to get closer to the end of Rhode Island Comic Con 2021. We want to thank you, thank you for being here this year. Um, we're so glad to be back after two years away. Have you been having fun this weekend? Yeah! All right. Next year will be our 10th anniversary of Rhode Island Comic Con. We've been doing this 10 years. Can we believe that? I can't believe it. 10 years. 10 years, and all I got to show for it is a broken toe. I don't know. That's all right. Don't worry about it. My name is Mike. I'm your program director. All the panels my team has put together, so we hope you've been having a good time. I'm going to bring out your moderators for this panel because you don't want to look at me. You want to see these, these amazing folks we have backstage here. So, ladies and gentlemen, from the Chuck and Brad podcast, let's give it up for Chuck and Brad. Hello, Rhode Island Comic Con. How are you doing? Wow. That's an energetic crowd. That's what we like to see. Yeah, normally I would pretend like I didn't hear it and make you do it a second time. You guys did great the first time. No, first time. We're not going to ask for a second time. That, that was, was great. Uh, that was exciting. You guys are here for the Supernatural panel. Big Supernatural fans. That's great because we have some, uh, some exciting Supernatural guests. So uh, let's get some rhythmic clapping. That's gonna be our thing. And let's, uh, let's welcome out Osric Chow. We also have Kim Rhodes. Yes! And an exciting last second addition to the panel, Emily Swallow! Clap those hands! This is gonna be a problem. I know, I'm not used to a table. (laughs) Perfect. That's great. Okay. 
You're welcome. <laughs> so welcome to our production of Stomp. <laughs> hey, Supernatural's over. We got to do something. <laughs> what do you got, Brad? Oh, uh, what, we're going to ask a couple questions, then we're turning it over to all y'all. So just start your brains thinking about questions. We, I see somebody bouncing in anticipation with a question. That's great. <laughs> Uh, just to get things started, uh, did you did you all have any input with the writers or producers about how your characters or storylines or even specific dialogue, or was it just read what's on the page? I had exactly zero to do with any of that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I don't think I had any input, nor did I feel confident mm. <laughs> enough to tell anyone what I think they should be doing. <laughs> <laughs> Never, still to this day. Great. I had I had a lot of feelings that I expressed when I thought I was dead. Right. Uh, <laughs> I, I was I was on a date with Crowley, and it, nowhere in the script did it say if I lived through the experience. It did And it was not. the last episode of the season, and he kept saying things like, "Kim, you're you're missing your mark. You need to do it again." I'm like, "I would do it again, but I'm dead." <laughs> it's like you're not dead. I'm like, it doesn't say that in the script. You're just saying that so that I'm not nastier than I'm already being. Um, <laughs> And then the one time I did actually, the very last episode I was in, I felt very, 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 very strongly about something to the point, and I've never done this before, uh, obviously never have since, I felt very strongly about something that I wanted included, and the director called the writer, and the writer called the producers, and they were all like, yeah, 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 include it, and then they fucking cut it! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. I'm sorry. Yep. <laughs> Man, <laughs> had feelings about that too. Yeah. <laughs> what are they? <laughs> yeah, can you can you share what that was? Yeah, I want to yes, know. I will I tell know. you. Okay, so the last the last episode, uh, Jody's basically there to help um, uh, uh, Kaya come back from. Blah, blah, blah. And Jody's supposed to go on the big scary thing, and Cass is like, "Don't go on the big scary thing because you might die, and that would make Claire sad." <laughs> yeah. And I felt very strongly that that is not the mother that Jody is. Jody is not like the, okay, I'll stay at home and bake cookies for when everybody gets back. And I felt very strongly that I wanted included, she doesn't care if she dies and breaks my heart. Oh. Oh. Good point. Oh. oh. And Cass's response was, but you're the mother. And that's not what, and I wanted that to change Jody's mind. I wanted, I wanted Jody to be like, to acknowledge the fact that Claire's a little shit sometimes. <laughs> and that that fucking hurts Jody. And they were like, yes, 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 yes. They cut it. Uh. So instead it's like Misha goes, oh, it would make Claire sad. And Jody goes, okay, you're right. And then fucking sits there and makes cookies. <laughs> oh, wait. No. So that's what my feelings and the experience was. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I definitely had zero input <laughs> on the way Amara went out. Um, that would not have been my choice. Although, since it, since it happened, what I really wanted to happen was for Chuck to walk out of that room and for them to, like, commit to it fully and for him to be, like, half Chuck and half Amara and have, like, long hair <laughs> and for him to have to, like, keep going back and forth between being like Chuck and Amara and Chuck and Amara. And that would have been entertaining, but he was just like Chuck supposedly with Amara inside him. And... Boo. 
If any of the producers of Supernatural are in the audience, <laughs> feel free to slink out the back. <laughs> That's great. Uh, my question, uh, I was thinking about this. When you actually auditioned for the show, did you know it was going to be for a recurring role? Did you know that going in? No, not at all. No idea? No, I, I didn't, hadn't even heard of the show. Um, I kind of knew a show that started with an SU, filmed in Vancouver. Right. Um, Superman? <laughs> not at the time, no. <laughs> Actually, Smallville, sorry. <laughs> Smallville did. Um, I didn't, never heard the show, went into the audition. I, I had just changed my flight to make this audition because it was a producer-director session, and it cost me like 600 bucks. And at the time, that was like almost all the money I had. I'm like, okay, this is a $600 audition. This better be a recurring role. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I, just, I just had to work at it. And so Ben Edlund... Uh, was in the room and I had known him from the tick and I was really excited and we both had long hair. I think that's why I got the job. Um, but I, I thought he, Kevin was going to be a three episode character. He was supposed to die in the third episode. And so that was call, kind of all I was expecting. And then for whatever reason, they just didn't kill me on the third episode. And I was mm. really confused. And, and I'm like, well, I thought I was supposed to die this episode. And they're like, no. Oh. <laughs> And, that, and, and then I didn't hear anything until they're like, oh, yeah, you're coming back next season. I'm like, oh, nice. okay, interesting. So, yeah, it, it was a really lovely surprise, and, you know, it changed my life. For sure. Yeah. Not that it would have meant much if you died anyway, though. Yeah, I mean, I've died three times now. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't know. It was five, six, I'm going to say six seasons before I trusted that I wasn't going to die every single time they called me. Yeah. <laughs> not only did I not know I was going to be recurring, every single time, like it took me six seasons before I went, they'd probably warn me first by now. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, I knew I was going to recur throughout the season. Um, that was there from the start. But then I didn't know once that ended in season 11 if I was ever coming back again. So it was really, really fun when they did want me to come back in, in 15. Um, yeah. But then, you know, every time in 15, I didn't know if that was it or not. I didn't know how much I was going to be a part <laughs> of it. Um, and I kind of knew by the time I got absorbed into Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> that that was it. I was like, there's really not much left now. I think this is it. <laughs> I mean, you yeah. kind of know and you can't. Like, would they warn you, though, Kim? Because this is my question. S season eight, I'm like, okay, I thought I was going to die every episode that they called me. And then I lasted the whole season. Then season nine, I'm like, I guess I'm sticking around. And then it was Jared that actually told me that I was going to die. <laughs> and, and Jared being who Jared is, I didn't believe him. Like, Jared, stop being an asshole. <laughs> Right? He's like, they didn't tell you? I'm like, Jared, stop it. You're being an idiot right now. <laughs> and then he like showed me his phone. And he's like, oh, this is like the extended outline. Like, and that's how I find, found out. I'm like, wow. Jared, I can't tell if this is like a long con that you're trying to do right break. now. Was, but he was, still, was he still mad about the shoulder thing? Uh, that happened after. But it wasn't well. the reason why. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, but it's, it's hard to take. Anything Jared says. Jim, Jim Beaver told me I thought I was I thought I thought for sure Jody was done when Jim Beaver died because he took me aside and was like, "Look, it looks like they were creating a thing for our characters, and I just want to let you know I'm dying." Which means, and I was like, "I'm not coming back." 
<laughs> he was like, I, I don't know if that's true. I was like, thank you for telling me. I'm not coming back. Um, and so, but, but then I'm just going to say, this is point, point of, the, my takeaway from this, Osric, is that you didn't cry at them enough. Like, when you're when you're known for every emotion you have coming out of your eyes, and they know if you find out on set that you're going to be done, you will probably not complete the day on time because every single thing. This is the last time I'm ever gonna be looking at you. You would add to the day, so I think it may have just been me that they knew they had to warn. <laughs> So that they got, I think they, they, yeah, they, if, of the two, if they got, no, because I'm dead, that at least would be faster than, I love you so much. That would take a long time to shoot through. Especially if Jody was supposed to be possessed or something. That's so funny. That's great. If people want to start lining up for questions, we're happy to take them. The microphone is right here at the front, oh, and you guys it. can line up kind of behind that camera in the middle, if you could. Perfect. We got a question here. Yeah. What is your name? Donnell. <laughs> tap, tap it for I a second. I can hear you. Yeah, you can do it. Just, just bend it up. Bend it's it up like towards your mouth. It's at a weird angle. There you go. There you go. Name's Donnell. Donnell. Give it up for Donnell. First question asker. Yeah. I ask this question of every panel. What stuff did you permanently borrow when you found out the show was over? Why do people always want to know what actors yes. steal from sets? I know. Because that's the stuff we want to know about so we know if we see it, we know, hey, that's the move real set. Yeah. I didn't, um, I, I, the wardrobe called me and asked me what I wanted to keep and I really wanted to keep Jody's bras because they're very comfy and they don't make them anymore. Mm. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, wardrobe also called me. I, I took everything. I got. <laughs> I like whatever you can give me, I'll take it. Uh, but the the one item that I got, uh, Jared gave this to me too. Um, it's the Kevin Tran death card. Uh, so the the thing that I died with. Uh, so I kept that. Apart from that, I I used to um, take a lot of crafty home. I yeah, I yeah. love snacks. Yeah, good snacks. snacks. A lot of snacks. Oh, yeah. so. Um, wardrobe also asked me what I wanted, and then they said they weren't allowed to give any of it to me. <laughs> True story. Um, they, they were totally willing to, and then it was something with Warner Brothers that, like, by the time I actually ended, they, I don't know what happened, COVID or something, but I did wind up buying on my own some of Amara's fashion from what? season 15, because, mm. Wow. After wearing yeah. the same thing forever, she got she got some real fashion going on. Yeah. So like I bought that like pink velvet blazer that she had and some of her amazing boots. Um, other than that, I don't feel like I had anything cool that I t that I took with me. Um, I took I inadvertently took home a lot of because when I was wearing that black dress all the time, I was freezing because Canada's cold and I was like always outside in the woods. Oh, and um, I would put those, you know, those hand warmer things, I would like stuff them in my bra and I would stuff them in my like long underwear that I was wearing. And um, sometimes I would forget that it was, that it was like in, you know, various pockets of underwear and things. And I would get home after shooting and I'd be like, oh, there's that. Um, so I, I took home those souvenirs. <laughs> warm anymore. They're just little tiny bags no, of rocks. They're just hard. Points. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she'll be signing them and selling them at her at her booth oh, upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, 
Thank you for the question. Come on up. And if you need to move the camera to get to get by, you know, do it. I'd say do it. Yeah. I'm not in charge, but I say do it. That's a camera? That's, That's a, camera. a camera. Oh. Wow. We're in the future. Hi there. Okay, How you doing? Right. What's you know your what? question? <laughs> I agree. Wow. There you go. Perfect. Nice. Hi there. What's no your name? No one tell yeah. the union. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, question. Well, can we, I mean, Kim Rose. That's me. My name is Kyle Williams. I'm a big fan of your show, The Sweet Light of Second Cody. It's a good yeah. show. Yeah. yeah. I have questions. What would you do when... Second Cody do obey the rules in the Tipton Hotel. Didn't obey mm. or didn't bathe? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> didn't obey? Well, yeah. I'll tell you, Dylan and Cole in real life yeah. were more professional than I am. <laughs> <laughs> and they always, the only time they didn't do what they were supposed to do is when honestly their ideas were better. <laughs> so they were really there were times that it would get a little wacky on set and the director even if I had nothing to do with it would always go Kim <laughs> so I got blamed for everything but uh, I was probably the worst I certainly was the one with the worst language because I cussed a lot and we had one uh, we had one script supervisor who used to get very upset because we were working with children and I was using inappropriate language and at one point she shook her finger at me oh no oh, <laughs> wow no coming back from that and Cole Cole said I'm just gonna stop you a second we've worked with Adam Sandler <laughs> She was not the script supervisor the second season, oh, and I burn. didn't have anything to do with that. Wow. <laughs> my boys had my back. That's great. Thank you for your question. It was great. Great, great yeah. question. Have, You're welcome. I'll help Daryl with his question. Sure. Hi, Daryl. Okay. I know um, I don't want to break the fourth wall. That's with okay. This question. Mm -hmm. Break it. So, Legends of Tomorrow, Katie Lotz is in that. Her character. The White Canary loves Supernatural. Is it possible you guys can just do a cameo on Legends of Tomorrow? Well, they were talking about that, actually. So, the <laughs> Supernatural yes. set. <laughs> <laughs> Considering we have zero input or power, right. we'll do everything I'll we can. I'm an with no power. Yes. Put us on your show. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, is that why I haven't had a job in three years? <laughs> I haven't been telling them I wanted one. <laughs> Just hire me. Okay, all fixed. Uh, but they're actually trying to do that. So it, oh, that'd be awesome. I don't know if you guys know, but in Legends of Tomorrow, they had a scene where they landed in Vancouver, BC, on the set of Supernatural, and oh, they have like signs like "Two yes. Supernatural." Yeah. So they they tried their best. They wanted to get a couple of people to cameo. Did they get Baby in there at some point? I don't point? think. 
Yeah, they did. Oh, okay. So but they were trying their best get to get as there. much supernatural into the show as possible just for that fun Easter egg. Uh, but I, there was some red tape that they couldn't get across from um, what I heard. Mm, but yeah. they were trying. The same network, I figured maybe you could. Yeah, you figure a lot of you things. You would think so many things. <laughs> it would be so simple. <laughs> Thank you all so much. Thank you. Thank you. Great Thank you. Great question. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Come on down. How Hello. you doing? Good. How are you? What's your name? My name is Tracy. I'm here Tracy. writing for pophorror.com. Okay. And um, I've already asked Osric, so this question is for Emily and um, Kim. If you could have any two horror movies play back-to-back at the drive-in, which two would you pick? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do I want to have a good time or a bad time? Yes. <laughs> Two that would go together. Yeah, I mean, you're watching it, so go Kim wouldn't again. show up. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I still have, I am permanently scarred by Mars Attacks and Donnie Darko. <laughs> Mars Attacks. Donnie Darko, I get it. Mars Attacks. Bo- look at what my Attack. body is involuntarily doing. I have no, um, I now realize what it is. I I have no sensory filter between what I see visually and what goes in my head. And so it isn't even so much what I'm watching. It's what my brain gets its teeth into and does Mm. to me afterwards. So I'm not, I'm so sorry. And I wish there is no judgment around the concept of horror. But I, I, I get upset at Saw commercials. (laughs) <laughs> so back-to-back spooky buddies yeah, show. Yeah, like, like the Brady Bunch when they're pretending their house is, is haunted scared me as a child <laughs> yeah we're, we're so, talking about Saw the Hand Tool not even the movie what would you pick for non-horror then there back to back? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I want to say, oh, oh, um, Princess Bride oh, and Gross yes. Point Blank. Whoa. <laughs> good answer. Oh, good answer. I just want to go to her movie theater. <laughs> um, uh, I keep thinking of like, well, the first movie I thought of was Arachnophobia. Mm. Uh. And then... And then my brain just started going to like all the scenes from movies where there's bugs, like in Indiana Jones and uh, is that Temple of Doom where she has to stick her hand in the thing uh, and yeah. all those bugs crawl over her. It's horrible. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And then I thought, why would I want to watch two whole movies like that? <laughs> I don't think I would want to watch two horror movies back to back. <laughs> so what would you pick that were not horror? Well, I think I would go with, like, I guess if I had to watch Arachnophobia, then I would want to watch, like, The Care Bears Charlotte's or something. Web. Yeah. Yeah. Charlotte's <laughs> Web. Charlotte's Web. Go from Arachnophobia to Charlotte's oh, Web. Yeah. Bad spiders, good spiders. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Awesome answers. Thanks. Except that the whole time I think it'd be like, really, Charlotte? Charlotte. Really, Charlotte? <laughs> <laughs> Is that but, so? My two movies were The Ring and Ringu, I the Japanese the ring. version. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. good. Yes. That's good. Both traumatized me as a child. I watched them too young. 
Nice. <laughs> come on up. Come on down. I don't know what uh, preposition we're using. What's your name? Keith. Hi, Thank Keith. You. Hi, Keith. I was, what was it like for each of you working on the final season? Oh, the final season? Oh. I was just surprised they brought me back again. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. That's, it was like a, a one-off episode. Wasn't, wasn't expecting that. Wasn't expecting anything. And then they called for the, the last episode. I think they were trying to bring everyone, yeah. as many people back as they could for that last scene. And that, that was a nice thing. It was like, oh, it, I mean, it was just an excuse to party, really. But then the pandemic hit, and then, and then we can do it. Yeah, I think they wanted all of us to go to the rap party at the end, which was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. That, but then, we can't fly you up for the rap party, so we're just going to put you in the last episode yeah. so that you'll be at the rap party. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But then pandemic. Yeah, it was yeah. just—it was really disappointing that we couldn't do what that anybody we couldn't do what anybody wanted. So, um, so there's a little side in my—it's—it's it's like I did um, I did outdoor theater once and the last night of the show got rained out and it always feels like like there's it's like a little inhale but there was no exhale and so mm. that's kind of what it felt like for supernatural the last word there was a little like okay here we go ready one two yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I was I was so happy that I was going to be back for the last season, um, but I you know like I was saying I didn't know how much or what exactly I was going to be doing, and I I had a similar reveal from Jared, where um, <laughs> I was up there for the episode where we were eating pierogies together, um, which I loved because I re I really liked having that moment with Dean where there was some because I always thought it was so bizarre that Amara was like. Hey, cutie, I'm going to give you a present. Here's your dead mom. The like, gift that keeps on giving. Gift. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, bye. And it was, it was such a beautiful um, explanation of that, I thought. And we were shooting that episode. And then uh, and he, he was like, man, you got some really great scenes in the next one. And I said, pardon? And he was like, yeah, this next script, you're all over it. And I said, huh? Nobody had told me this episode that was starting shooting in like a week that I was in it. Nobody had checked to see if I was available. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> and so I'm like, wow, this is so cool. They wrote this script that like really, and like it, you know, it was the one where like I'm trying to get Chuck to work with Dean and Sam. And like it, you know, it's pretty Amara centric. Like I don't want to. I don't want to think too much of Amara, but it kind of was important that Amara be in it. <laughs> and I was like, that's really cool that they want Amara in this. No one is bothered to see if I'm even available. Like, what if I hadn't been? So that was weird. It was all very, like, disorganized. And I think some of it was, you know, it, it's the simultaneous thing of this incredible show that so many people have invested in ending but then the like the unfortunate practical reality of like when a show is ending the people working on it like have to be looking forward to what their next job is and they are caught up in that too and so like some of the signals get crossed and I guess like there was just so much going on some some things got a little disorganized um I was fortunately available for that episode so. <laughs> Uh, but I do, I, I sometimes wonder what would have happened if I hadn't been. Maybe there would have been a di different actress suddenly playing Amara. Maybe 
Misha yes. would have been Amara. Somebody, yeah, Amara would have uh, uh, possessed someone. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I mean, that can happen on Supernatural, so. Thanks so much. Wayward Thanks. Sisters was one, of my, was one of my favorites, by the yeah. way. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, buddy. Good question. Hello. How Hi. you doing? What is your name? Hi. I'm Jess. Hi. Jess. Yes. Um, can I just clarify? Jared spoiled your death. Jared spoiled your return, and Jared spoiled Misha's return a couple of seasons ago. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> okay. My question is: All of you work in the entertainment industry. Are you able to watch TV shows yourselves and still get pulled into the world and the believability of it without sort of, ooh, that lighting choice was weird, or wow, I'm glad I didn't have to wear that costume. Can, can you close that down and enjoy a program? And if so, what program has drawn you in that way where you get into the magic and enjoy it? It's, it's actively more painful for me um, in a beautiful way because I watched Ted Lasso mm -hmm. and I was absolutely drawn in, and I was abs... I already warned you guys that I cry, so for those of you who just met me, fuck off. I have one, um, <laughs> I have one episode left but, of Ted, so. Um, so I was drawn in, and I was committed, and I was so grateful that they took such good care of my heart. And then as an actor, I was so broken that I, don't, I couldn't be in it. Mm. Like, I wanted... I want to make that. I want to do that. And I know everybody responds to that. So it was, it's this beautiful love-hate thing when I watch something that elevates me and inspires me and connects with me because I do love it and enjoy it. And then I ache because I'm 52 and my agents don't even remember that they represent me. So it's just the fucking truth of this industry. And it's okay. It's okay. I signed up for it. Like, I signed up for it. If I didn't care this much, I would be no good at it. Like, that is the truth. So, I give a deep shit about it, but sometimes that deep shit comes back and bites me in the ass. Yeah, yeah, Kim, Kim the 50-year-olds, we worship that you're up mm -hmm. here doing what you do. <laughs> It, it, it is, uh, when there is something that pulls me in like that, it is incredible because it is hard to watch stuff without analyzing it like that. And I have that same reaction. It is that simultaneous thing of like, oh, this is incredible. And oh my gosh, I want to be involved in making something like that. Um, and Ted Lasso was one of those for me, um, that show uh, Dead to Me totally got me like that. And I love the relationship between those two actresses so much. Um, and also it gives me an even deeper appreciation for it because I know how hard it is. Like it's magic to me that good things ever get made. Yes. And we were just, we were just sort of talking about this last night. Like mm -hmm. we know how much as an actor, as an actor, there's so much that you have to block out to be able to give the performance, like it's not just about being creative and being able to create a character. You then have to do that under insane circumstances. And then you're working with like an editor who you're going to trust is going to choose like the best moments of your performance, a director who knows how to work with that. Um, and who knows how to work with like the best lighting and the sound person and the props people and the, the costume. Like there's so many things that have to come together in the right way. 
at the right moments. And it's amazing that anything truly brilliant ever gets made because there's so much that could come together and just be like, meh, and there's so much that does. Um, and it's truly like an act of faith. Anytime you try to create something, um, the chances of it being truly brilliant are like, they're pretty slim, but those chances are there and it happens. Um, and, uh, and that's the hope every single time. And that, I guess, you know, that's also the hope every time we watch something. Like, there's so many things we all sit down and consume, and we're like, it could just be mediocre, but maybe it's going to be that thing that lifts me out of myself for a few minutes and teaches me something about myself and helps me, like, connect to other people in the world because, it, because of, of what it is and that's what we all want. Yeah. I think for me it's an amplification factor. So if... If something's done well, I, I won't think about it because I'm, I'm here for the story. I want to know about these characters. I want to know about them. If it's done badly, then I will start to notice all of the things that are there to distract me, right? I'm like, oh, yeah. the lighting's off. Oh, what, what a poor choice here, there, there. And then everything comes out. Or if it's done very, very, very well, then I'm going to rewatch it because I'm like, I loved what they did. I love how I'm feeling. How, why do I feel this way? What did they do to make me feel this way? What did I do, or what did they do to make that moment so strong? And that's when I'll analyze it because I, I want to know like the, the trick behind, you know, the secret behind the tricks, right? If this is magic, I want to know, right? And so there's like a sweet spot in between, I'm like I enjoyed that and I have no thoughts <laughs> and that's fine. But like on the high end or on the low end, that's when I notice everything. And I, I want to either because I'm too bored and I want to actually learn something from this, or it's so amazing and I want to learn something from that. Yeah. Great question. Those are yeah. great questions, great answers. Yeah, wow. Come on up. How you doing? Good, how are you? What's your name? Uh, my name is Orlando. Hi, Orlando. Nice to meet you, Orlando. Thank you. Um, and I have a question for you guys. Um, what... You know, some of us fans haven't seen a lot of the stuff that you guys have done that was on the air. What are your favorite cutscenes that we didn't get to see? Oh, great question. I, I love that moment that Kim was talking yeah. about. I yeah. wish that was in there. Mike, <laughs> like, nope, I already answered that question. <laughs> I know. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if I, I mean, there, honestly, like I learned that lesson pretty quick. I, I, before Supernatural, I did mostly films and we have a lot more time in that. And so my first episode, I took my time. I like, there's a lot of breathing moments um, that, I'm just used to, and they were all cut out. And when I watched that first episode, I'm like, oh, God, it looks so weird because there's no, there's no time. You just cut from this to that to that. And so I, I just had to adjust my performance after that. Um, and, and yeah, I was just so always afraid that they were going to cut every moment out because I talked to someone who's like, yeah, like, you know, the scripts are this long, we only have this much time, so if something drags on a little bit, like, we just got to get rid of the whole segment, if anything. So I, I, I never had the confidence to put something out there, even if it was an extra, like, five seconds. Yeah, yeah I, don't th I don't, I can't think of anything that, uh, that got cut um, that I thought was going to get put in there. Now, in films, you hear a lot of like, oh, you know, the whole, uh, uh, what was it, Cyclops, uh, the storyline, oh. you know, da-da-da, it's in this, but <clears throat> Supernatural, 
is on such a tight schedule anyway. Mm-hmm. They don't have the luxury of shooting things that they're like, well, let's take a look at it. And if we like it, mm-hmm. we'll keep it. If we don't like it, we'll let it go. They were yeah. very, they were almost like, if we aren't shooting it unless we know we need it because we don't have time to fuck around on this <laughs> set. Right. Uh, because they were working such long days and such hard mm-hmm. hours that I think they really, really, especially towards the end, worked very hard at making sure they weren't taking advantage of anyone's time. Because I know we would do that on, on Sweet Life. We would shoot like 56-page scripts, and it's a half an hour. It's a 20-minute show. And the executive producer would say, well, I need to, I need to have something to cut, which we were all like, so you're telling me I'm going through all this work so you have permission to throw me in the garbage. Yeah. I don't like that so much. Uh, Supernatural was really just the opposite. They were like, get it, hit it, we need it, move on. Nice. Um, so I don't think there was a lot of stuff yeah. that got cut mm. other than the one thing I wanted to add. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I get it. In the, you know, in the industry, time is money, money is time. So, yeah. You know. Right, yeah. perfect. Thank you, Orlando. I appreciate it. You guys Thank you. Thanks, bud. How you doing? Hi, I'm Katrina. Hi, Katrina. Nice to meet you, Katrina. You as well. Um, so I know like it's difficult. I did like a film class, so I know it's definitely difficult to get into character sometimes. What do you guys think was like a moment that was like really difficult to get into character and that like might have helped you guys get into character better? I have to okay, I have two angles on this. One, hmm. it's very difficult to get into character when your co-stars are making art out of mashed potatoes and <laughs> chewing with their mouths full. Oh, yeah. So what might have helped me get into character better is uh, Jensen not sticking his asparagus in his mashed potatoes and flying flags from them. But I didn't mind, because it was fun and funny. Uh, that's the, that side of the answer. The other side of the answer is I was standing outside and I was expected to imagine hearing someone shoot my son. And that's just hard. And what I needed was what they gave me, which was time and permission. Uh, the director was uh, Jonathan Showalter. It was his first episode. And, uh, and he gave me as much time and as much, like, Jared and Jensen were the same way. The first scene I shot was me seeing everyone I know and love burning on a funeral pyre. That was the first thing. And they're like, oh, fucking around and riding around on their motorcycles and throwing. And I was like, oh, I'm screwed. And when time came time, they both came up and Jensen looked me in the eye and said, okay, what do you need? I was like, that was it. That was what I needed. That helped. Um, so they really gave me permission to take what I needed to show up so that I could give a performance indicative of what the show deserved. Yeah. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) I think it, a lot of it comes down to the atmosphere, of course, right? So if, if you're doing emotional scenes, like generally the director or producers will know to kind of, you know, make sure everyone's talking in hushed voices, give you the space and time you need. Um, obviously when you're working with Jensen and Jared, like some of the hardest scenes are the ones where they're just feeling bored that day and they, they find something like, just like a, a thread that they need to pull at and they'll keep pulling. Um, so mine was it, was, it was just like a normal Friday. It was the last, last shot, it was on me. Jared was there, he, his shoulder was in, so he was present, but he wasn't really saying much. 
so he got really bored, and so he he just kept jabbing his foot under the table at at my leg, and and I'm very ticklish, and so I just like <laughs> jumped right away. I'm like, Jared, like I you can't do that. I'm really ticklish. And oh then, no! Right, and then the crew did that noise exactly. <laughs> And we proceeded to be there for an hour trying to get this one shot because Jared would try to like rub my crotch with his foot <laughs> repeatedly. And we finally got it and like I, I finally like held his, his foot down and then Jensen started. <laughs> and then I had, I had like both of their legs wrapped up in my legs as I was trying to do the scene like this. <laughs> and we finally got it. At least you got the shot. That happened to me, too. Exact same thing. (laughs) Had both of their feet in my crotch. It's remarkable. Like, every single actor after that incident would come in and volunteer that we were ticklish. (laughs) Don't, don't, whatever you do, don't put your feet on me, because I'm ticklish. Is ticklish the right word? <laughs> I'm glad you guys had a shared experience. Yeah. yeah. That was great. <laughs> Am I supposed to give a real answer? I'm, I'm okay with your answer. Do you any problems getting into character? Um, always, because there's always, oh my gosh, like being on a, a film set is the, I mean, like I was just saying, to that earlier question, it's amazing to me that anyone ever does good work because there's so many things to block out always. And especially in TV, you're aware that you're on a schedule all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, like Osric was saying, like so much of it depends on the atmosphere. And 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 I, I will agree that like people do their best on Supernatural to be respectful of that and... Um, as far as I know, there weren't any incidents like you unfortunately see on YouTube of actors like exploding <laughs> because of, um, I'm not even gonna say like disrespectful set people because who knows if they're disrespectful or not. There's just like bad moments that get captured on, on YouTube. Um, but one of the things that was really, I fell in love with uh, Vancouver shooting there. I'd never been before I, before I shot Super, no, no, that's not true. I'd never been in the outdoors as much, though, um, <laughs> as I did shooting Supernatural. And that was a blessing and a curse because um, I was very often, like, the simple physical fact of being freezing made it hard to concentrate and made it hard to, like, get into character for a lot of these scenes. And Amara was an intense lady. Um, and it was kind of hard to find that place of focus sometimes. But then being outside and being in nature was also the thing that, like, helped me focus a lot of the time and being able to just like focus on, you know, a tree, something simple, um, was such a gift and being able to like find that amidst all the chaos was, was something that, that kind of let me zero in and and block out the, the cold and the the hot packs that were in my bra. Perfect. Good answer. Awesome. Thank you guys. Thanks. Come on up. So we only have a couple minutes left, so I want to do these both quick so we get to both of you guys. Let's go. All right. All right. Let's do it. Okay. What's your name? Uh, Justine. Hi, Justine. Justine. Hi, nice to meet you. Um, so, <laughs> sorry, I'm a um, little nervous, but... It's okay. I, You're doing great. <laughs> so 
I'm in my early 20s now, and I obviously, I was a Disney Channel kid, so I'm a big fan of, <laughs> I, I don't know, I just, I literally had this all playing out in my head, but it's <laughs> coming out like word soup. <laughs> no, we got it, you got it. Delicious yeah. word yes. soup. You got it. Okay, so it's like my brain, like ADHD, it's like, it's all, it's like, woof. It, okay, so, so my question is, well, I wanted to ask, well, first I wanted to ask a question about Criminal Minds first, because I, I know you were on that show, but then I realized I wasn't really a big fan of Linda Barnes. Nobody was. She needed a house dropped on her. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Not that that's out of the way, but like, I, you're amazing, but... <laughs> so, um, back to the, the sweet life, I guess... What what was it about? Because I know that you were you were the like the TV well my favorite TV mom. <laughs> yeah. But like so playing, what did playing like the t- single TV mom of the the twin boys? What did that teach you about like when when you became a mother later on after the show? Like what is something that like stuck with you about like motherhood? Oh okay, <laughs> that is good because yes, I played a mom before I was a mom. Mm-hmm. And one of the most important lessons I learned from being there, I actually learned from Dylan and Cole and not so much from Carrie Martin. But it's like, don't throw stones at other mothers because you're a shit, you're going to end up in the glass house. So yes is always best. Trust your heart and, uh, and trust that you love your kids and know your kids and, um, and the way you show up for them is the right way to show up. So that's what I learned. One more thing. I don't remember who said something about the Care Bears movie earlier, but that scared me as a kid. Like the what? original one, the one from the eighties. Yeah. The one from it's the eighties. Okay. That creepy book thing scared me as a child. That's all. That's all I'm gonna say. That was great. Thank you very much. Right. You did a great job. Thank you, Justine. All right. Final what up, question. buddy? What's your name? Final question. It's going to be good. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Tony. Hi, Tony. Tony! Final I'm... question. Don't suck. Come That's on, not, Tony. There's no, no pressure at all there. Yeah. I believe in Tony. <laughs> oh, Tony. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Come on, Tony! <laughs> all right. So, what was, speaking of, like, how difficult at times it was to do your character, um... I'm getting a little nervous now, too. No, you're good, buddy. You're doing great. You're doing great, well, I, well, you guys are pretty darn awesome. Um... <laughs> But so speaking of how difficult it was at times to get in character, what's the one scene if you had to pick one that is your favorite as that actor for that character? Oh, nice. Favorite there you go. Scene. It's a, oh, that's it's a great last question, Tony. Great last question. I knew you'd come through. <laughs> Tony. Tony. Sorry. I'm gonna. It, mine is just obvious. It, it is the dinner scene. It's the yeah. dinner scene. Oh, I just yeah. think that's classic family. I think that's classic Winchester family. Even though it wasn't the whole the Winchester family. Sure. Um, and I fucking love that scene. I also loved the moment that Jody had with uh, Dean when he can't go on the hunt, and it was just a moment that Kim and Jensen had, but neither of them are looking at each other. And she pulls, it's just, it's just a touch, and they squeeze hands and they move away. And I just think it was so powerful that they were willing to let us act without words on that show. Yeah. Um, so I loved that moment. Thank you. 
<laughs> I keep going back and forth between two, so I'll say them really fast. Okay. Um, one of them is like a big bang moment because it was just so cathartic in season 11 when I finally got to stand face to face with Chuck and say all the things that had been building up. And I thought that they crafted that moment so beautifully. And the writing was like, it felt Greek in nature. Like it felt epic. Um, and I love Rob so much. And I loved working with him on that. And it was just so satisfying to finally have that face off. Um, but then the other one that was just like a very quiet kind of whisper moment was the one that I was talking about earlier with Dean when he asked why I brought his mother back. And um, it was a simple answer that I, I almost like, that took me by surprise. I wouldn't really have expected it from Amara. Like I would have, Emily would have, because I, I felt that kind of depth to her, but it, I didn't necessarily know that they would have written that kind of depth for her. Um, gotcha. And I loved that. So both of those. And every, I, I just loved, I loved the relationship that they wound up creating between her and Dean and that it did not wind up going down this romantic path, that it was this weird connection that they never quite understood and that was never fully defined. It was so much more satisfying to me that way. Lots of layers there. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah. Plus, a lot of people would have just hated me if it had... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I have a favorite scene, but I, I just... I loved the the arc that Kevin went through. I loved that he was a student. Um, and, like, pretty much through and through. Like, he was a student, didn't get to go to university like he was planning, but he got into the supernatural world, and all he did was learn about it. Essentially, all he did was study about these tablets, and, and that's essentially what he became. He became another kind of student with a different subject. And I, I think probably my favorite, maybe my favorite scenes were just at the beginning where he, you know, all this crazy stuff's going on, and he's just focused on, it's like, oh, yeah, but you didn't go to your safety school. Oh, also, demons killed you, whatever. whatever. But, <laughs> you know, like, I love that stuff because it was so indicative of what was important to him. <laughs> And, uh, and of course, later on, it, it all became about his mom, right? He, he pretty much sacrificed his own life for the greater good. And he never, I mean, he did complain, but he still did it. Um, and I just love that about Kevin. It, it felt very much like kind of how I live my life. I, I'm just, when I do something, I'm all in. I'm like, I'll just fixate on one thing. And right now, it probably is my mom as well. So I'm, I'm living Aww. Kevin's life right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great answer. Good job. Thank awesome. you so much. Thank Tony. you, Tony. Thanks yes. to everybody. Tony. Yes. <laughs> Tony. Hey. Thank, thank you, all. guys. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was our pleasure. Thank you to the uh, the Rhode Island Comic Con audience for coming out to the Supernatural. Yeah. Thank you to Osric, Joe, Kim Rhodes, and Emily Swallow. Thank you. He's Chuck. I'm Brad. Deuces.